0: Hello and welcome back to the Nutanix Community Podcast. I'm Angelo Luciani and this is episode 48. Here we go. Hello everyone. This week Dwayne and I chat with Brian Sir about all things Prism. Many of you know Brian from his work in the V community and it was really exciting to have him on the podcast. Let's join the conversation. Today on
1: the show, we have the man officially approved via LinkedIn by Chris Wall as knowing virtualization. We have Brian Sir from the Tech Marketing Department from Nutanix. Hey, Dwayne. Good to be here. Brian works on... The tech marketing team uh, with myself, so Brian and I are no stranger to each other. But Brian, maybe let the folks at home know uh, what you do on the technical marketing team and uh, what you've been up to. Yeah, sure thing. So I um, work with Dwayne on tech marketing. As I said, uh, I
2: cover a number of the products you know within the Nutanix family. So I'm kind of the the lead for uh, all things Prism, uh, Acropolis Hypervisor HV and a few other, you know, solutions such as VDI and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, really focused uh, the last couple months on our um, our 5.5 release, you know, updating all the documentations, you know, learning all those new features has kind of been the focus of the team.
1: I've, I've heard about this VDI thing. I think it might take off. I won't make a 2018 joke, but it's probably where I was headed anyway. The... So we, we had uh, Chris Brown on. He did gave an overview of the 5.5 features. We had Mark do um, DR as far as Nearsync. And so we wanted, uh, Angela and I wanted you on to kind of give an overview of what's changed for um, Prism Central. Since there's been some, I would think, some fairly big changes from what I can read from the release notes. Yeah,
2: yeah, there's... um you know, some pretty significant changes uh, or I really say additions for Prism Central and then also Prism Pro, which is, you know, the um, additional licensing level to, to unlock uh, advanced features within Prism Central. Yeah.
1: Out of the, out of the major changes, I guess, you know, it's probably appropriate after the holidays to talk about XFit and what's kind of happened in that area.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as part of Prism Pro, which is you know, like I said, just uh, features that get unlocked in Prism Central, because that's sometimes confusing with all the different Prism names. Is um, we've added an additional level of um, you know monitoring to to Prism Pro, right? So we had the XFit algorithm, which was you know based on machine learning and and some proprietary technology that we built to to learn things, and it had been used for capacity planning in the past. But we've now added um, VM behavior learning, and then uh, being able to monitor uh, both virtual machines and, and the underlying hosts that they run on. So what this does is it actually learns the behavior you know, for CPU, memory, a number of different storage metrics and, and networking functions. And it determines what the um, normal behavior for these entities are, and then if you deviate you know, beyond those normal ranges and it will, you know, either alert or warn you based upon the levels that you want to set up. So this is, you know, great for understanding, you know, if a VM normally runs at, you know, 40% CPU and all of a sudden it spikes to 80 or dips to zero, probably something that I should care about, right? And and Prism will now warn you based upon those things. And it does this in a, a nice chart within Prism for each of the metrics And it shows you obviously the range, which you're or the the actual usage which you're used to seeing. But then it builds what we call a baseline, which is really kind of like a a blue bar that uh, is layered over top of of the line that you'd normally see. And then that's like your normal range. As long as you're within that blue baseline range, it's considered to be normal. But if you go above it or below it, that's considered an anomaly, and it'll be a you know noted. Uh, on the chart with a bell, and then you also get a, either a warning or a alert message based upon that.
1: So that, to me, that kind of means we're we're trying to make a, a move to get away from static thresholds. Like, I guess that's kind of traditionally what monitoring has been. Is that a fair statement? Yep, that's a
2: fair statement. So you do have the ability to set static thresholds, but that uh, can be pretty cumbersome and in even a small environment, if if you don't want to just kind of paint with a broad brush and say, you know, geez, if anything goes over 80% CPU, then I want to be alerted because, you know, then you'll probably have to go back and make exceptions because you may have some workloads that, that determine that, right? So we now give you the options for both. So hopefully, I you know, you can just use the, the learning behavior algorithms now if you're consuming Prism Pro. And then, uh, you know, if you need to make some exceptions to that, we, we allow you to, to be able to modify that.
1: I think the old, you were able to keep up to 90 days kind of by default in Prism Central as far as stats. How long do you have to wait until you can use um, the new features in XFit? So um, uh, Prism Central um,
2: doesn't have a 90-day limit on, on uh the amount of metrics that it keeps, it's really only limited by the amount of capacity you give to your prism central um, instance. So as long as there's free space in your Pri- prism central instance for you know disk capacity it'll keep you know it'll keep stats. and that's obviously you know there's a formula there based upon how many entities you know VMs and clusters you're monitoring, you'll need additional space. so that's really the only limit to the amount of time you can keep them. And then um, it takes about a week. Of data before it will build that baseline um, for you to do that, and then it takes three weeks of baseline to be discovered before it can start to make any future pre- uh, predictions for a VM.
1: So you, you get results, you know, fairly quickly. Once you have three weeks, does that mean if I have a workload that is more, I guess, seasonal in nature, like on during the week it's doing something, but on the weekend? It may be doing more or less. It can actually pick that up.
2: Yeah. So as long as um, the as long as that behavior is um, you know realized in those three weeks of discovery, yeah, then you could you know look at the the next week as an example, and it would give you a prediction based upon those uh, behaviors.
1: Wow, it kind of gets the the wheels turning on maybe what you could could set up as far as different alerts. I don't know. Is there is there custom alerts, or would you even need to bother with custom alerts? It seems like it should be doing most of that for you. Yeah, I think
2: it's going to cover the vast majority for you because um, it's it's really going to have uh, it's going to understand what the, what the normal workloads is, and uh, you know, and alert when it deviates from that. So I think there would have to be a real kind of corner case where you'd uh, kind of dri- be driven to go create some you know manual
1: alerts based upon that would there be any reason why you'd shut off alerting for particular VMs um
2: i can't think of any reason why you'd shut it off but there you know there may be some odd cases i mean in the past when things were more static based you you know i would see people you know not necessarily you know driven to prism but with any tool that they would you know turn off alerting or at least have to you know try to create custom you know static thresholds for different uh, items um so they didn't you know violate kind of like you know if you think uh, a lot of environments only run their um you know their like virtualization hosts at you know 30 40% utilization uh ideally when they should be using a much greater but uh for shops that that want to run them at a higher and get more <coughs> benefit out of them you know some of the default things like in vcenter, uh, if you run your host at you know eighty or ninety percent, then it starts throwing up all kinds of bells in in vcenter, so you have to you know go and change those, right? So this is going to learn what your normal behavior is and then only alert you you know when you're you know, uh, deviating from that.
1: I bet I bet all the places that were running at thirty and forty percent were laughing at all the people that had to patch for meltdown <laughs> when and then saw their CPU spike. Yeah, that would be
2: uh, would be a consideration, right? But uh, this would also, you know, these charts would also help you realize, uh, you know, what the difference is, right? Because after you patched, you'd be able to see, you know, the difference uh, and be even alerted, you know, now that you've deviated. And if it's gone up by 20% on a particular VM or something, or even a host, you'd be able to see that as an anomaly in the charts. So.
1: It, uh, yeah, it's amazing what life and tech can can throw at you so but uh besides the the xfit what else came in in 5.5 as far as new features
2: yeah so um you know kind of in uh prism pro um kind of building on the learning behavior is we've improved our uh, ability to to find um you know, either VMs that are constrained without enough resources or they're over-provisioned with too many resources. So we've added, um, we've had some, you know, in the past some uh, basic ability to this. But now we have, a, you know, since we can learn their behavior, we have a better ability to, to understand if a VM has uh, too little or too many resources and make recommendations uh, based upon that as part of Prism Pro. And then we highlight that data in multiple places, right? You you're, see a widget on the dashboard that gives you a high-level stat. You can click on that and drill in. Uh, if you were to, like, edit, you know, I kind of like to use the, the item that you get an app owner, and he puts in a ticket and says, hey, can you add more CPU to my VM? I think it's slow. Um, and if an admin, you know, just kind of goes to fulfill that request, they would go and, you know, choose to edit the VM in Prism. And, you know, how you open it up and you can give it more CPU and memory, it actually tells you right there. It'll say this VM is oversized or undersized. And if it's, and if it's already oversized and they've asked for more CPU, then that's kind of a warning sign. Why would I give it more CPU when it's got, you know, extra already? And also, um, we used to report on only VMs that have been powered off for, you know, X number of days. So we still do that. We also have added in to you know the category of inactive VMs. We've added in the ability that we now, from the learning behavior, we watch for VMs that are using you know little to no CPU or storage, uh, you know consumption from an I/O perspective, and they get uh, populated in the inactive VMs list also. And then last in there is we can identify bully VMs. So, um, you know, on a given host. Uh, if one VM is uh, potentially monopolizing too many of the resources, like it's using a lot of CPU or memory, um, and that's affecting the other VMs, we'll actually report that and tell you how many other other VMs that it's affecting. And that might not be a configuration of any particular VMs. It might just be that you're running uh, your host, you know, really full, like 90 plus percent per or something. Um, so that's a popular thing. And then also we've added, um,
1: go ahead. I just was going to say, I remember when working on the customer side, we didn't we didn't have any great tooling other than what was inside of vCenter at the time, and we basically had to shut things down to figure out if anyone called in within a week or two before we could could we reclaim it. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I had a similar experience when I worked at a large enterprise, is um, you know with thousands and thousands of hosts and virtual machines. Uh, Over time, projects would die and and they wouldn't be cleaned up. So I remember when we had a data center move, uh, at the end, you end up with racks, you know, random racks that have a few servers in them. And it literally got to the point where you were just, you know, powering off VMs or unplugging servers and waiting a week or two and see if anybody complained before they decided they could, you know, kill it or something. (laughs) Uh,
1: That was how I got my last last home lab was through one of those experiments of shutting down gear and then <laughs> taking it home.
2: <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> which, um, which probably would get into a lot of trouble these days with all of the, the governance and data protection rules that are floating around. But uh,
2: it kind of the last, uh, last, sorry, I'll just wrap up the Prism pro thing real quick is um, we added the ability to uh, do reporting like official uh, reporting from Prism, um, And you can do these ad hoc. You can, put them on a schedule so it'll run, you know, daily, hourly, weekly, monthly, whatever you want. You can set a schedule and then you can just pop in there and look at them or you can have them email, uh, you know, a, a list of people or, or just yourself. So you can now have reports, you know, look up or if you want to have like email the team or or your leadership and, and give them a report on, you know, performance or capacity or inventory or whatever you want to build uh, as a report, um, you can do that and get a nice professional-looking report. You can actually change, you know, the way the report looks, the colors, put your logo, you know, all that cool stuff on there. And the uh, report builder is a nice, you know, um, called a WYSIWYG or whatever. It's got a nice visual builder. We just grab the uh, the metrics or the entities that you want to, you know, uh, choose from the left side of the screen and drag them in the order. And then uh, you can group and do kind of all fancy stuff. So it's pretty easy to use. That's a a pretty popular feature that, you know, saves people from doing screenshots or just exporting like a CSV file or trying to use like a PowerShell command to kind of get, you know, data out. So it's been a a pretty popular request.
1: Yeah, as an IT guy, you know, reporting and documentation isn't sexy, but it's kind of like a necessary evil. So it's going to (laughs) come up. So it's nice that we have it. Yep, and uh,
2: you know, kind of building on the capacity planning stuff, you can certainly go into, you know, Prism and pull those capacity and look at the charts. Um, but you could just set up a report uh, that emails you like once a week, once a month, whatever you care uh, to the team, and, it, and it'll give you that. You know, how much runway do I have for CPU memory? You know, for my whole environment, uh, you can get you know get to see that in a nice tidy report. So there,
1: there is also Chris had touched on a bit on automatic support cases being generated. Yep. So if we
2: um, the the features we've been talking about are under Prism Pro license, and now if we kind of just talk about the the you know standard Prism Central, um, you're right. So you can you can generate um, cases right out of Prism Central now. So if you want to open a new case, it'll actually tie into the portal, and you can open a support case. You know, right from inside of Prism. And if I remember right, um, I don't I don't submit many cases right, but if I remember right, you can also see your uh, you know the status of your uh, your open cases there also. So it's a
1: nice way to tie into support for that. But that and that just to be clear for for listeners, that doesn't stop the automatic case generation as far as I lost a hard drive, right.
2: Nope. This is just, uh, I mean, and you can still go to the portal like you uh, probably did traditionally. And then there's obviously the auto opening cases. Those all still work. What we're really just trying to do is, you know, save you a few extra clicks from having to, you know, open another browser tab, log into the portal
1: and do your case there. Now you can
2: uh, do it right from Prism. If- um,
1: the other thing that comes to mind too, uh, the self, the self-service portal was tied to Prism Element. Now we've, push that into prism central
2: yeah so prism
1: uh, certainly prism central um, is
2: you know has always kind of been our global you know control plane for everything and it, and it continues to, uh, to receive all the new features right so self-service portal has moved from prism element at a cluster level to now uh, to be a, a member in prism central is the only place you consume consume that but now it allows you to consume multiple clusters. From a single self-service portal install, and then obviously Calm, uh, which you know was talked about in another podcast with the the application uh, you know automation piece, is that's located within Prism Central. So now, by logging in Prism Central, I'm getting all my VM management, my reporting, my capacity planning, my my cloud portal, my application stuff, uh, future container stuff is all going to be contained within inside of Prism Central, and then also. You know, to kind of speak to the the high availability pieces, in the past, Prism Central has always been a single VM for an instance. Um, Started in 5.5, in Tech Preview, we offer the ability uh, for a scale out deployment of Prism Central, where you can still deploy a single Prism Central VM, which is how it is, uh, because scale out is Tech Preview. But when you uh, choose to scale it out, it will actually scale out to three Prism Central nodes. And that allows you to both get high availability, but it also increases the number of objects that that Prism Central, uh, you know, can manage. So we're going from, you know, twelve thousand five hundred VMs is the max uh, a single VM from Prism Central can manage, to twenty five thousand if you scale it out, and then we should expect you know that number to continue to grow as as we you know QA uh, higher limits and and look at the option to scale past three Prism Central uh, nodes in the future.
1: If I know with uh, AFS, if you deploy that, it automatically creates the, the DRS roles. Do you know in tech preview if that if that happens as well, if you scale it out?
2: Uh, if you scale it out, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't uh, looked in it that deeply. It's actually um, haven't touched it since it was all in like early release, you know, beta stuff internally. So um, it's on my list to do and and uh, try it out now that it's GA.
1: Yeah, I just think it's pretty pretty good that you don't have to worry about the availability of it if you can just you know kind of one click and and away you go.
2: Yeah, I mean it's really um, you know the idea that you can log into your newly deployed cluster via Prism Element, and, and there's been you know for a release or so there's been the option where you just click and it does a one-click deployment um, you know of Prism Central. So. I just have to point it to the uh, to the install media and then uh, give it a couple IP addresses, and then it automatically deploys my global, you know, um, control plane, which is which is pretty powerful. And then from there, I can scale it out to you know three nodes, really easy and much easier to to deploy and, and patch than uh, you know legacy options.
1: That uh, that's a bit of control that I don't want any part of. So all all the power to that. Uh I can't I can't think of anything else. Was there I guess maybe one thing to maybe touch on for listeners, is there for people that haven't upgraded yet, is there anything they should be note before going to 5.5 for Prism Central?
2: No, I think uh, you know, um always read the release notes, you know, check to see if there's any, you know, knowledge base articles that apply to your environment like you would traditionally. Um you know, if you're not already using Prism Central, you know then you should get started because there's a lot of cool things in there and more things coming. But Prism Central, since it is your global control plane, you know that becomes the place that you always upgrade first, right? So as you move to new versions, you're always upgrading Prism Central first. And, and then there's a you know release train that your your clusters that it manages are allowed to to lag by I think N minus two versions. So then you get your Prism Central upgraded, and then from there you can centrally upgrade all those clusters, you know, in groups, in mass, or one by one, whatever makes sense, uh, you know, for your environment. Because we do offer, um, you know, uh, group, you know, you can build groups and and mass upgrade uh, clusters if if you want to take that route. Um, And a few other things that have appeared in Prism Central also, right, if you're an AHV user, uh, we, we also have added micro segmentation. It's in tech preview also right now. But all the management uh, of those rules and the categories to assign to VMs so that they are protected with the firewalls uh, is all done in Prism Central, right? So now you're managing your firewall rules with all those other things uh, for your virtual machines in, in the same place, right? So that single control plane uh, is doing a lot for you.
1: Nice. I guess on, on closing, is there anything else you want to touch on um, outside of Prism Central? I noticed you had a a blog post on Citrix and AHV that came out recently. Yeah, I mean, that's really
2: just kind of taking a look at, you know, at at scale. um, Since Prism has always been highly available and now Prism Central is becoming highly available, really at scale, I think I gave an example of a 25,000 user VDI environment. Just I spoke with a lot of customers and they really don't, tend to realize until they're down the path uh, of how many control planes in some of those other architectures you would have to deploy and then obviously upgrade and, and patch, uh, you know, throughout the life uh, of the environment. So it's really just a different look to kind of show the, the differences in how uh, Prism is, you know, A, highly available, and then, and then we allow a simplified architecture in that, and it gets really good
1: response. Nice. Well, if uh, if you don't have anything else, maybe uh, let the people know your blog, and uh, we'll uh, catch you on the next episode.
2: Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I haven't been too active uh, on writing; right, I've been it, it, you know busy with internal stuff. But you can check it out at uh,
1: all one word, dot com. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for your time, and uh, thanks for giving us an overview of uh, Prism Central Five Five. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Nutanix online community at next.nutanix.com. If you want to connect with other IT pros in your local area, attend one of our Nutanix user groups and you can find more information on that on next.nutanix.com. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at Angelo Luciani. And as always, consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud or any podcast platform. From the team here at Nutanix, as always, have a great week.